Welcome to How to Trade It, The Road to Trading Mastery. Join Casey Stubbs, a seasoned trader, as he guides you to become a profitable trader. Find actionable insights, real-life stories, and strategies to boost your trading skills. Don't miss the journey to trading victory. Start listening now. Connect with us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Trading profits are just an episode away. Welcome to the Cashflow Hacking Podcast, where we help people increase their cash flow. We do this by talking to the experts who have a proven financial strategy that has worked for them. We get the inside info with the smartest people by taking a deep dive, asking the right questions, and getting specific action steps that you can use. We study the experts who have defied conventional wisdom, who have unlocked the doors to greater wealth, and we share it with you. For those of you who realize that you're not yet at your full potential, you're underemployed, or you're simply looking to grow your cash flow, this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Cashflow Hacking Podcast, hosted by Casey Stubbs. Hello, this is Casey Stubbs from the Cashflow Hacking Podcast, and today's guest is Todd Mitchell from Trading Concepts, Inc. He is the founder and CEO of Trading Concepts. Thanks for being on the show, Todd. Thanks a lot, Casey. I really appreciate being here today. I've God, I've known of you for many years, and I've always admired the things that you do, and I, and I really appreciate the, uh, the invite today to speak with you. Well, it's great having you because you've been so experienced in trading, and you've taught so many people about trading because trading is one of the most difficult things to master. I guess my first question for you would be, what was it that got you into trading and how did you manage to be able to get successful in it? That's a great question. Well, I honestly, I owe everything to my father. My father was an entrepreneur. He owned, you know, businesses, right? So I worked with him on the weekends and in, on summer breaks and in high school and in college. So back in 1987, uh, during my summer, I used to update his charts, right? He had a big art table, right? And so I would take the uh, Wall Street Journal every day and I used to take the open, high, low, and close and plot the daily bar charts on big sheets of graph paper, right? I thought that was really interesting. So I started asking him questions and he had already a, a library full of trading books right back then. And so he would give me one by one and say, okay, Todd, read this, read that. And that's what really got me into the markets and understanding the markets. I mean, I and then I started trading in college back in spring of 1988 from my dorm room, calling my broker between classes and stuff. And back then, I, I started making pretty good money. And I'm like, God, I'm a full-time college student living away, making money. And so I thought, this is fun. It's fascinating. It's intellectually stimulating. And I saw the money that could be made for, firsthand. So I thought, okay, you know, when I graduate, I'm going to give it a try. So that's really I owe it all to my father. If it wasn't for my father introducing it, I doubt I would be in doing what I'm doing today. So I, I, I owe it all to him. He was very encouraging as well. So that's well, really how I got started. That's really awesome. Um, I, I'm actually pretty similar because I grew up uh, using computers all the time. My dad didn't know how to use a computer. 
and he wanted to trade stocks on the computer. He was investing computer trading was just being introduced, right? So he didn't know how to do it. So I was 16 and he said, Hey, I need to get these charts up on the computer. This was early nineties, a little bit after you, we didn't do the, uh, the graph thing, <laughs> right. but, uh, but he said, I need you to set this up on the computer for me. So I did. And then that's what got me really interested in it. So that's wow. a pretty similar story and it's great. It's really good to have uh, such an awesome influence from a young age. Now your story about trading in college is pretty interesting. Did you actually do any other jobs after you got out of college or did you just start right into uh, trading? That's a good question. So I graduated in December of 1990. I worked for kind of like my father and, and was trading. Okay. And so honestly, yeah, I, I guess I can say I've never really had a quote unquote real job because anything I did after college was for my dad and my older brother who owned a successful company as well. And, but I traded on the side and basically broke free from doing anything for my family and just started trading full time in like, I think it was the fall of 1992 and did pretty well and really honed in on my strategies and my discipline. And, and then I, then, then I launched and it was by accident. It wasn't like, you know, I'm going to learn how to trade them. I start an educational company. It, it wasn't like that at all. I kind of fell upon the education and started trading concepts uh, back in the fall of 1994 uh, and had a, a few people actually fly in and train with me. And I just, you know, I'm more of an extrovert than an introvert. And so I, I just thought it was, a, it was a good progression. It made sense, right? To be stuck in front of a computer or just a trade can be a very lonely business. And I like talking with people. I'm enthusiastic about what I do. I truly believe in my heart of hearts that trading is the greatest thing on earth. I can't imagine doing anything else. And I want to, I really want to teach people, right? And that's what I'd love to do. And it's made me better. I mean, I've been teaching people for years now. I mean, how long has that been now? Oh, you know, 25 years now, over 25 years. And quite honestly, it's been a, a blessing because I, I've, I've trained some people that are really successful these days and it makes me feel good. Whenever I get a comment, an email, a phone call, it just, you know, you want to give back, right? So you want to keep all the knowledge to yourself. And so I enjoy it. Plus I, it's made me a better trader because I've got a lot of people looking at me and what I'm doing and they rely on me. So I think it's very important and it, it you know, keeps you, it keeps the balances in checks, right? I mean, you can't, you've got people looking at you, kind of auditing you in a way. And so you got to, you got to keep on your feet, right? You can't sit still back on your laurels. You, you need to always be learning. I'm always learning. I'm always getting better, right? You can get better discipline wise. I, I don't know. So that, that's my story. Right? Well, I think it's a, a great point about being able to understand that people are looking at what you're doing. Right. Because it helps you to be accountable. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's kind of building in an extra barrier or boundary of protection to help you stay accountable because I think perhaps it's really easy to be, especially in trading when you're all alone, you don't have any of that accountability. Right. The accountability makes you better. It's been a blessing. I'm I'm a I'm a much better trader today because of everyone that I've taught. Well, I, I'm going to branch that off into another question, just hitting that accountability topic again, just because I think it's so important. 
do you think there's a way or not i'm going to rephrase that what can traders do to help themselves with accountability because i think in your line of work you probably that could be one of the biggest problems out there is that people continue making the dumb mistakes over and over again and they they know they're doing it but they just keep doing it anyway kind of like the guy who just keeps trying that same diet over and over again and he can never seem to master it my one number one accountability is having a trade log I've got an Excel spreadsheet that every single trade I take. So, you know, I trade multiple systems, strategies, and for each one of them that I actively trade, I keep a trade log that's a spreadsheet. So I I put when I enter and when I exit, and that will tell me automatically if I made or lost money. And then I've got another tab to that Excel spreadsheet that I can click, and it will give me the equity curve. So think about that. It's, it's not, you know, you take trades and yeah, they're in your, your account and you can go back into your account and take a look. But if you've got something that's literally measuring every single trade you're taking, that is ultimate accountability. Because if you're losing money and you see those negative reds and you see that equity curve either going sideways or down, it's just not working. So why would you continue doing the same thing if it's not working? So that's my accountability. If it's not going up or at least sideways, there's something there and I need, there, there's got to be a check there. And that, that is my realistic down to earth check right there. The spreadsheet on the strategies I'm trading. I've got like probably 15 different spreadsheets for different strategies. And I log every single trade that is key. And I think you should, you know, a log just your emotions. What are you thinking you know, each day? Just like, how was your day? Did, did you get better? Did you learn anything new? And to actually either write it down in your computer to have some type of Word document or write it, just manually write it. Most people in life don't do either of those two things on anything that they do in life to help measure if they're getting better, if if they're becoming better, right? I mean, this can be be done personally, professionally. I think it's a great thing. You know, I mean, most people, I mean, think of what most people do. I mean, are most people really successful? Again, I don't want to go there because success does not mean being successful professionally or making money. I mean, really, the real success in life is what do people think of you? Are you a good person? So I don't want to go there. Well, so, I, I don't think it's what people think of you. I think it's what you believe about yourself. Like, are you doing what you want to do every day? Like, for me, it's I get to spend the time doing what I want to do and making an impact in my life. You know, for me, it's a positive impact. I want to be an influence to other people, and I want to see that happening in my life. Right. That's very well said. I do agree with you. I love your spreadsheets, man. I'm a nerd too. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but I can pop it up and just say, "Am I doing well?" Or am I? The last month, I I have just not done well. It tells you. It's black and white. There is no ambiguity. It's not subjective. It's about as objective as you can uh, humanly get. And that tells me, is this working? Is this strategy working? And it, it's easy. So I just click on there and I, and I can look down. And I see more reds than black. And then the, the equity curve, that, that tells the whole story. And it, again, and every person that I work with, I mean, I give these spreadsheets to. Very important. Very, very. It's easy. You open it up and you just log your trades. Boom. There you go. I mean, of course, it's in your account. Right. It's different. It's different. It's a discipline, right? And, and everything that, that you need to grow in has to have a measurement. 
right? And I know you can, one source of measurement is your money in your account. Is it going up or down? But there's got to be a little bit more than that, a way to measure your growth. You know, just another little bit of insight for our listeners is that I was in Todd's office in October because we were talking some business and uh, he showed me his spreadsheets. So I've seen his spreadsheets. They're pretty impressive. (laughs) (laughs) I was great seeing you in my office, Casey. Yeah. So, um, okay. This has been good. So discipline is a really big one. You just got to get accountability and discipline. This shows about cash flow. So I want to know, so our listeners can understand what would be a great way for them to get some additional cash flow using trading as the vehicle to do that. Trading options for sure. And there's a couple strategies that I use to just every single week cash flow as and the analogy I like to use is if you owned property, if you owned apartment buildings or houses or whatever, and you rent them out each month, right? You're getting the capital appreciation over time and you're, ca- uh, you know, you're collecting the, the rent every month. The beautiful thing about options is you can do that weekly and monthly with certain strategies and the two strat, well, really three. Okay. I like selling naked puts. I know it doesn't sound good. Naked puts like unlimited risk. Absolutely not. I don't want to go into the specifics of a naked put, but again, you would be trading this on stocks and ETFs that you want mine owning at a discount and you collect that premium every single week. I mean, I think one of the best things that occurred, I think it was 2006 is when they introduced weekly options. So you go from monthly to weekly. So instead of collecting a paycheck every month for a particular asset, well, it's Dr. ETFs, right? You do it every single week now. Selling naked puts is again, literally, that is the whole that is the holy grail of trading in my book. Okay, I mean, that this is, is like, good, Todd. You know why this is good? It's because I had another guest that said that that was the most dangerous way to trade. And so it's not that I'm not that I want to knock in one guest against another. It's just I love different opinions, right? right. So this is really good. So I want to know why you think that this is so great when I've heard that it's so dangerous. Oh my God, it can't be dangerous. There's like, literally, there's like not any, if you understand, there's really no risk because you're only going to be selling a naked put on stocks or ETFs that you already would love to own at a cheaper price. And if you're put that stock or ETF on that Friday, let's say, then you own something that you wouldn't have mind owned before, right? So you're going to, you're going to collect a premium regardless. So even, oh man, worth can get to express how because you're gonna once you own it, if you collect fifty cents, your average price is gonna be fifty cents. Your break even is gonna be fifty cents below where you get put. And if you want to own it anyways, and you understand how to trade directionally, you're talking that's beautiful. Now you well, own it. Now you turn it into a swing trade. Okay, you got to help me out a little bit. So if you buy. You're selling the put, right? So you sell sell a, sell a put. Now, if you end up, what has to happen for you to actually get possession of the stock? Okay. So what I this is what I do. So time is another factor. Okay. Time equals risk. The more time that you own something, the more potential risk there is. So I put my trades on between Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, maybe even Monday for the following Friday. So typically no more than eight days I'm putting this trade on, okay? So I have very limited time risk, okay? 
the only way that you're going to be put the stock or ETF is if the if that stock or ETF closes at or below where you sold the put strike price. So if I'm selling a put at let's say eight and a half dollars, okay, and it's trading at nine, and I'm collecting maybe forty cents, going to collect forty. That immediately goes into my account once I place that trade automatically. Whether or not you keep it is another story, but nine out of ten times, I'm not even going to be put the stock or the ETF. If I'm put the stock or ETF, which again, the only way you're going to be assigned is if it closes at or below on the day of expiration. So if it trades at or below it before expiration, I'm not put it, right? So it's got to close at or below on that day. So now, but I'm only going to do it on stocks or ETFs that I wouldn't mind owning anyways. For us, in my case, a swing trade, okay? So if the market's trending up, market's kind of pulling down, I'm looking at support. I'm going to sell a put right below my support. Look to collect that premium. I look to collect anywhere from 35 to 70 cent minimum when I take a trade. And so if I'm put, my cost basis is going to be set, you know, whatever I'm selling that put for, right? 40 cents below that price. Then I'll look to swing trade out of it and look for the upside appreciation. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you're technically getting the stock at a better price, right? Right. For you to buy a stock or ETF without doing that, it's a it's it's more risky than selling a put. Right. I, it, I understand that. Yeah, I actually understand that. That's pretty good. Does so, that make sense? It does. It does. What if you sell that put in the market tanks? If it tanks, if you if you sold it for forty cents, right? It goes yeah. up to seventy, and if it goes up to seventy cents, let's say, and you don't like it anymore, and it looks like that stock or ETF is falling out of bed, right? You can get out of that. Just like a trade. If you, you just sold close 40 it. 40 cents, it goes to 80 cents. Okay, you lost 40 cents on it. Right. Yeah, sure. And then if it if it expires, you will then get the stock anyways, though. Right. No, no. If it if it expires worthless, you keep the premium. Right. You don't own the stock or ETF. As long, so if, if I sold it at 850 and it closes at $8.51 on that Friday, I, collect, I collected all 40 cents and I don't own the stock now. Okay. Does that make and, right? And so when you're when you're collecting your premium, I actually got two questions here. When you're when you're collecting your premium, are you just basically making one trade a week? To me, that sounds like a really time saving effort. Like you only go in, you make your trade, you collect your premium, you go home. You know, what? once a week. Actually, I like to put on. I like to try to put on three to five a week. Yeah. Or premium. If I'm collecting thirty five cents, let's say on five, on five different trades. It's not bad, right? Yeah. That adds up, right? So, right, yeah. So what I do is I, I have a, a portfolio. I, I use TradeStation. I've got the portfolios running down. So I've got my strategies, and I know exactly. Like I've got these five. You know, I've, I've sold these puts on these five stocks. So I've got the charts, and I've got my horizontal line there right where my where I sold the, the, the strike price right on that stock. So I know exactly what's happening, right? So very organized. So – but you can do one a week, sure, one a week. But I like to a minimum of three. I like to collect yeah. at least a buck a week or so, right? Right. thousand yeah. dollars, right? Right. Um, not bad. On one contract, if you're selling, if you're collecting forty cents, you're making forty dollars. Hello, this is Casey, and I wanted to take a minute to tell you about my new book that just came out. 
It's called Complete Trading System. This is my 25 years of trading experience sharing everything that I have learned in how to make a profit from the markets. You're going to learn about how to find the right instruments to trade, how to find a trend, how to get started as beginners. You're going to learn about how to get the right mindset and you're going to be able to put it all together to create a trading system of your own that will work for you. I highly recommend that you try it out. Just click the link right now. It's called Complete Trading System. It's available on Amazon. Thank you. Go ahead and check it out. I think you're going to love it. Yeah. Well, you know, cash flow hacking is all about increasing your cash flow. And here's the thing. You got to start somewhere. Exactly. Right? You might not start out at a thousand bucks a week. You might start out at 40, but right. you just start growing so, so, that, right? So listen to this case. Let me add an element to that to make it even more excited, right? So you sell a naked put on stocks or ETFs that you wouldn't mind owning at all. But remember, we're putting these trades on no earlier than Wednesday, and we're getting out the following Friday. So we're looking at max eight days that the market is open that we're doing this. So very, And sometimes on Monday and Tuesday, I, found, I find something that's setting up beautifully with very juicy high premiums, and I only need to keep the trade for three days. Unbelievable. Now, so you can get the same premium for three days versus Sometimes if there's, if there's an yeah, earning or if it's good. really volatile, those premiums can really get jacked up. There have been times in the morning on Thursday or even the day of expiration, I can get 30 or 40 cents. But you just have to have a watch list, and when volatility spikes, those premiums jump. So let me tell you one more part of what you can do here, which is phenomenal. So you sell the pre you sell the put, you collect a premium. If you're put the stock or ETF, and the market bounces a little in your favor, but you like it, you want to keep the underlying. Now, do you, what do you think I'm going to do? I'm going to sell calls. Okay. That's cash flow there. So I, I, I collected cash on selling the put. I put the stock or the ETF. Market maybe moves up a little bit. I'll sell the call one or two strikes out, and I'll collect, I'll collect premium on that. Right. And then, again, if you, if you get exercised, on, you're going to be selling short, right? Actually, gonna, you, okay, look, at, you, un, you own the underlying. Oh, you have to own the underlying. You, have to, own, uh, you okay. have to own the underlying okay. to sell the call to turn it into a, a covered. Otherwise, it would be a short trade if you got exercise <laughs> on the stock. Right. If you just sell a call on a stock. Yeah. Right. And that, that you could say is risky. Especially now, if it's a good stock. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But I'm telling you this, yeah. I don't think there's much risk. At, look, at when you use stop losses and you have a measured amount right. of risk, then how do you really say it's like risky? Because you could sell a call and it could go up in infinity, right? It could keep going up and you're getting killed on that call. But just like if you're going to buy a stock, you're going to have a stop loss. You're going right. to risk what you're risking. Same thing if you're going to sell a call. So again, you sell a put, you collect a premium. If you put the stock with ETF, you go ahead and you sell the call. You turn it into a covered call now. So there's no risk on that. The only risk is you don't own the stock anymore. So if you sell the put, okay, it's, it's clicking. You sell the put. Let's say you get covered you, or you, you get you get have put, to buy it. Stock, now you own it. Then you just sell a call. 
and you, you have got a covered call, so you just doubled your money. And exactly. the stock's going to go up, hopefully. Right. right. And you, you make money on the swing trade. So but, you, but just, remember, made three, you just made three, three monies three from one trade. One. So, so, so think yeah. of this. Let, me, let me give you an example of just a trade recently, right? So I sold a call, okay? Collected 45 cents, okay? Was put because it went down to my, uh, you know, it closed below by about 10 cents only. Okay. And that was on Friday afternoon, Monday market opens up about a point. So I not only took the premium, but now I'm up about a full point on the ETF that I was long. Okay. And then that weekly option for a Friday expiration on the call side, they were pretty good. I got, I was able to get 38 cents on that. So I called about a so I, I sold about a strike higher than that, okay? So I collected all the premium on that, and I still own the ETF, and I'm up about $3. So what's uh, 40? So I collected about $0.78 cents in premium on a put and a call, and I own the ETF, and I'm up a couple bucks on that. I mean, it's like three potential trades. Wow, that's really good, Todd. So it's it's good pretty stuff. cool. So that, that is ultimate cash flow. And I like to do it each week because, again, time equals risk. The longer that you have a trade, you've got you've got risk, just world risk, right? Yeah, yeah, global factors. Yeah, sure. so I mean, it's pretty cool. So I like to keep yeah. I like to keep my trades is is you know not very long, especially yeah. the options that they expire. Well, this has been really good, and I can't believe we're actually closing towards the end. I'm definitely going to have to have you back because this is great. I'm going to do a recap here, but before I do that, just let everybody know how they can get in contact with you, how they can learn more about you, how they can learn more about your training, more about what you're doing. Like, What's the best way to find out what you're doing right now? You know, you can go to my website. It's Trading Concepts, and there's an ink there. So Trading Concepts. C-O-N-C-E-P-T-S and then I-N-C.com. Go to my website, check it out, go to about, read kind of about me, what I'm about. I've got a couple videos there, a couple interview videos, just so you know more about me. I mean, if you're going to learn about anything, I like to learn about who that person is and what they're, what they're all about. So I think go to my website, go to the about page, kind of peruse what I have to offer. But let me let me throw if you don't mind, Casey. I can throw my personal cell number out. I know people. Sure. Are <laughs> Why would you give your personal? Because look, at, I'm no different than anybody else. The only difference is I've been doing this longer than a lot of people, and this is my true passion. And I truly believe my calling in life is to trade and to teach others, and, and I love it. So my, my phone number, my cell number that I have on me, all the time is two four eight. I'm in Michigan, so it's Eastern Standard Time. Two four eight. 320-1115. Pretty easy to remember. 248-320-1115. And the website, just tradingconceptsinc.com. Kind of learn more about me. I mean, I trade options. I I trade, uh, you know, futures. I mean, I day trade the E-mini futures contract. So stock ETFs, options, a charts, a charts, a charts. So I don't care what you put in front of me as long as I can chart it and see certain patterns and you know i can apply my strategies to pretty much anything so i'm not a one-trick pony i like to it's all general right it's all good so i really appreciate it casey thanks for having me on i had a great time
Oh, yeah, me too, for sure. So just a recap here. Uh, Todd was talking about the importance of accountability and how being a trading coach has helped him with that and the importance of discipline and journaling and logging his spreadsheets. And he was even talking today about some of his favorite trades, which is selling puts and then even selling calls. Just a great cash flow strategy for those of you that are listening and want to get some cash flow strategies going. It's not that difficult to get started. There's a learning curve, uh, but you know, there's some great people out there like Todd who's willing to share with you. So go check out his site. We're going to have all the links below the episode, but it's tradingconceptsinc.com. Check out Todd, check out what he's doing. I encourage you guys to keep listening to the show. I'm trying to bring different strategies each week to you directly so that you can really educate yourself and learn from the experts on some of the best cash flow strategies available. Uh, and thanks for listening. And if you enjoy the show, please stop by on iTunes and give us a, a review. We really appreciate that. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. Thank you. You have been listening to the Cashflow Hacking Podcast. Thank you. I hope that you will take some action steps on the information that you've learned in today's episode. It is critical that you don't just learn but that you actually do something about the information you learned. Go back and listen again and write down what you're going to do about what you learned today. It just might change your life. If this podcast was beneficial to you, please go to iTunes and search Cashflow Hacking Podcast and leave a review. Also, if you want more financial tips and wisdom and you want to interact with me directly, you can always follow me on Twitter. Just search for Casey Stubbs. Thank you for listening to the Cashflow Hacking Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another insightful episode of How to Trade It with Casey Stubbs. We hope you found today's discussion valuable and inspiring. Remember, the road to trading mastery is a continuous one. And your commitment to learning and growing as a trader is the key to your success. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please reach out to us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Keep listening, keep learning, and keep trading your way to victory. Until next time.